0: So here's a little disclaimer before we get things started. <laughs> we are not counselors. Teachers. <laughs> preachers. Or preachers. All that to say is, this is purely an entertainment podcast. So, listen, anything you hear, we can't be held loud before. Because... At All right, <laughs> All right. That, we just want to get that out of the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming. <laughs>
1: Welcome to our podcast, where me and my best friend are having a conversation, and y'all happen to be in our business.
0: <laughs> but we're glad you're here. We're putting it all on the table from everything pop culture, wellness, and everyday life. And we're even spilling a little tea. So stick around because, cha child... Hey everybody, everybody. Yeah. Hello. We back. We're back. It's your boy Musa. I'm Josh. <laughs> Hey, welcome to our podcast, Ciao! So, you know, I know you missed us, and everything. We missed you too. Mm. Like, okay, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're not gonna go into pop shit um, on this this episode. Um, so. You all really liked our episode Queerish, we know, because the number of of listeners was significantly higher. <laughs> Shy, you nosy bitch. <laughs> you nosy. So we kind of wanted to keep the conversation going um, about a little bit about us, not too much about us, but a little bit about us. So first of all, how you feeling on tonight? <laughs> uh, on tonight,
1: um, I'm I'm all right. I'm making it to the top. <laughs>
0: my way to the top. Hey, all right. Yes, I'm a right. girl. Jimmy, thunder early. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you all right? You feeling good, right? I am doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um at this point, um, you I will have already traveled to Florida. Um Yeah, <laughs> <and> I
1: <laughs>
0: Shut up. Y'all don't know when we record these, but y'all <laughs> just, just just know that we be burning that midnight earl. Putting work. <laughs> so um I think this podcast was inspired by um i'm not gonna harp on it too much but it was inspired by what happened a few weeks ago with lil boosie and the things that he was tweeting about lil nas x and i wanted to talk about um our engagement or our interactions with um cis gen black men and i want you to talk a little bit about your experiences i'm gonna ask you some questions you know um and then i'm gonna talk a little a little bit about my experiences and so i mean let's just jump into the damn thing so um how how was it for you growing up as you know a gay black boy um interacting with uncles Stepfather, you know. Well, I I feel like we should just get into the damn
1: thing, you know. So, first of all, my stepfather, which we I I have mentioned him before, he was like eleven to thirteen years younger than my mama. Don't ask me because I don't know. Uh, And he was a very um, he was a thug. To be quite honest, he was part of a gang. Uh, and so and he was very uh, abusive to both of us so toxic masculinity in every sense of the word so I was lived my life kind of afraid because we didn't know what was going to happen from day to day like if we were supposed to get hit this day who was gonna die this day uh that's heavy as I, fuck I, I, and i did not mean to get like that on this good episode Jesus. <laughs> but um yeah so and besides him my uncles you know they were questioning you know if i was gay you know because josh is soft and also sort of this stuff so it's like i didn't really have any positive male role models except the only person that um that I could really count on to be a positive role on which he kind of, anyway, was my grandfather. Uh, because he was a family man, but come to find out, he he was doing some things too. <laughs> child he he made a business. little mistake by the lake. By the lake. Because uh, we found out he had a fifth child. Because him and my grandmother have four kids. Mm-hmm. And we found out that he has a son. And he can't deny his son because that nigga looks just like him.
0: So, <laughs>
1: so I mean, positive male role models were hard to come by in in my um, in my growing upness. <laughs> yes, but um, you know, so I was scared to say anything. I was scared to be myself. Scared to you know express myself. So I I did what I was told. I was a good child, and I stayed in my place.
0: Mm. What did you? How did you feel whenever uncles were, ref- or you know, men in your family would refer to you as soft? What did what did that? How did that make you feel? Um, it made me feel like.
1: I mean, I I knew what it meant, but I also didn't know to what depth it was, you know, referring to. I just I just knew that it, I it didn't feel good when they called me it because it was never like any kind of good connotations when you said that to somebody. So it was like, I knew I don't want to be soft, but if I am like, why are you like, I'm supposed to be your family. Why are you talking to me this way? Why mm-hmm. are you talking about me behind my back? Cause you go into my mama or talking to your children about me and your family and shit. But <clears throat> you know, you aren't helping me to not be soft. First of all, you know, so I just, I didn't really fuck with him. I still don't really fuck with him. Like, like, <laughs> we cool. You know, we still family, or whatever. But my family knows what it is.
0: Why did they call you soft? Um.
1: So from what I can remember, I'm trying to think. I think because they used to say that I had a limp wrist, which is that's just so old fashioned to me. But and I don't even remember that, but. I would play with the girls more so um, just because, like I said, like I didn't want to be around the boys. But I would still play with my male cousins because I, I did like sports and stuff. But I don't know. I just because – like how do you say this? A, a child is gay, at, you know, or soft when they're like seven or eight? Like what, what are you looking at? I don't know. Because mm-hmm. at that point they don't know what sexuality is. So, like, what are you looking at to determine these things? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I just – I I, 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 f- I feel that, and I've had some of the same experiences. Um, I ask these questions because the growing up, the definition of a black boy was someone who who played sports and um, you know was chasing girls. And I can remember um, growing up and, and crying, getting hurt and crying, and. Being told, you know, little boys don't cry. You know, big boys don't cry. You a big boy. You not no little girl. You not a sissy. You know, um, so those things were in me. And I think that that is, um, it can be very dangerous because um, growing up as as a a black man, um, when you're younger, you're told, we were told not to express ourselves, not to show emotion. And then we grow up. And we don't know how to show emotion in a healthy way. We suppress it all. This we sup. You suppress it, or or it it explodes. You explode on other people in 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 very violent and dangerous ways. Um, and I we I see it all the time. Um, I I was a very um. I was very. Uh, I would not say i was effeminate as a little boy you know um but i didn't know what that meant right. i just know that i Same. liked the things you know i i always tell the story of um i remember one one evening my mom was going out my mom used to step the fuck out <laughs> in the in the in the best of fashions the bestest of fashions but i remember one day in particular my mom was going to an event at church i think and she had this red dress on and she had this gold pendant on the left side of her dress and she had um, her hair was wrapped up and she took it out of that wrap and that dark hair just came flowing down child it was like tresses like raven feathers child (laughs) and she had the big tooth comb and she combed that wrap out it was just so it was it was had so much volume and i watched my mother and i watched her she put on this red lipstick she had red fingernails and she she sprayed this um my mom had two fragrances escada and Bijan. those were her fragrances those kind of you know old lady fragrances now (laughs) Uh, but but i just i i marveled at how beautiful she was and I just, I saw how, you know, I looked at the, the painstaking detail that, that she put into her makeup and things like that. And I just love that. I, I love, I've always loved beautiful things. And so I didn't think that loving beautiful things made me different or made me soft or made me effeminate. I just loved, I loved beautiful things. I loved watching, you know, women put on makeup because, you know, they they, they took such, my mom took such pride yeah. in her appearance. And i wanted to be like that my mom took my mom took pride in my my mom had me dressed to impress you know on these hoes (laughs) listen my mom made sure that i smelled like johnson and johnson lotion every single time i stepped out of that damn house okay (laughs) my mom made sure that my hair was cut my face was shiny than a new penny um, my shirt was tucked in tight um, and if I had on penny loafers, bitch, them pennies were gonna shine. Right. They are gonna sparkle. Yes. Um, I, I used to have a ducktail. I used to have me a duck.
1: oh my god, what well, was a rat tail? It was braided. Yeah. Mom was
0: braided. Was braided. Okay. So let me tell you. So I never forget this. My, my hair was my mom would she would only braid my hair. She my mom <laughs> listen she set me up for all this. My mom would wash my hair like every two three days, um, and she'd take my my duck tail down. and She would grease it real good, and then she would like. She would braid it down. It was neat braid. It was neatly braided. So I was in third grade um, in Miss McGee's class. And Miss McGee was, um, we were playing popcorn where you had to uh, read a passage out of the, paragraph out of the book and you popcorn to someone, another student. So as we were reading, it came to me. And I was reading and Miss McGee came behind me and started unraveling my beautiful ducktail that my mom Mm -mm. had just freshly braided. And as I was sitting there reading, a quickness came into my spirit, and I, I, I knew, I knew that I was probably gonna have gonna die. Damn um, man. so my mom would braid my ducktail in a way that it laid down and it curled under, and so Miss McGee unraveled my, my ducktail and she braided it back and it stuck out like a
1: <laughs>
0: stuck out like a, I don't know I can't stuck out like something like like a chicken or something back. It, it was it was a little tail back there when i came home my mama said why did you take your du-? i said miss mcgee didn't my mama didn't care uh anyway I, I that's a whole tangent but i just I, miss, miss mcgee if you're listening <laughs> i <laughs> you got a, me in trouble i <laughs> got in trouble for you and and i will find you uh, no <laughs> I, I won't find you I, I love you miss mcgee um but anyway um i just grew up loving beautiful things i grew up um enjoying being around women i think we said this in our last podcast but what I want to talk specifically about is how um, my interactions with straight males, black males and how they made me feel. And so it wasn't until maybe honestly a couple of years ago that I I knew that I had to stand up for myself and I had to be myself and I had to show up around in, in front of people. So I have this, I'm gonna, I'm, I have this uncle um, um on my dad's side and um you know he has always been in competition with me in terms of like fitness um um we're not the same size uh, i'll okay. just say that <laughs> but um he told me that i would never be as strong as him and my father because i have an air-conditioned job i work inside um oh, okay <laughs>
1: Makes a lot <laughs> and of sense.
0: you know, and a lot of people, and a lot of my elders, they talk about that, you know, that old strength, you know, that you know I did grave strength. My dad used to dig graves with, with, with shovels, like they they had a different type of strength. And I, you know, I feel that. Shout out to them for that, but but it doesn't make me less of a man. And even though they didn't say it explicitly, they implied it. It was implied in the you know, oh, you ain't never gonna be as strong as your dad. Your dad used to, you know, he did graves with with a pinky toe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so that type of, that type of, um, like, that type of narrative, to, you know, to, to younger individuals, you know, um, it, it carries weight, you know, because it made me feel like he, he it, well, I should say it made me, well, I'll say how it made me feel. It made me feel like there was something less than about me, you know, that I was less of a man, you know, and because he always would, would he would share that with me. I was trying to understand, like, well, what are you getting at, you know? And so every time I see him, it's almost like he has to, like, puff his chest out um, because there's something about me that intimidates him a little bit. So
1: he's insecure about something. I
0: think there's an insecurity there. But, you know, um, I talked a little bit in our Queerish episode about going, th- you know, walking down the street from my grandmother's house to see my, my, my cousins, my favorite cousins, and there would be men outside, and they would see me w- do you know that episode that episode um in the movie The Lion King when um Sarabi um I mean uh, Scar says Sarabi and she right. she walking down to meet him and the hyenas on the other side and they like growling at her she held her head
1: up she, high wasn't it high
0: <laughs> she was, uh, she so was so whenever um that 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 reminds me of how I used to walk past my cousins they wouldn't they weren't growling at me but <laughs> but that's what it felt like I felt I felt very um inside I felt weak and I was I was scared but I didn't let I tried not to let it show mm-hmm. um, because I knew that they were talking about me you know because I wouldn't I wouldn't hang outside and play football with the boys I was going in there to play with the, with, the, with the girls and, and and get all the information get the tea you know <laughs> as it were yes. um and and so um and so it I remember um maybe about five years ago you know i was 31 walking past them and i felt that same thing i still felt that that fear that they were talking about me and it wasn't until last year some of the same men sitting outside you know talking um i don't give a shit. At all. you know but but that but that was work that i had to do and so I know that there are, you know, black men out there who have that, um, that, that discord with their, with their, their, their male family members. And I can just remember, you know, um, this was shit. I think I might've been, I don't know if I was 30 yet, but it was Thanksgiving. And we had Thanksgiving at my, my uncle's house and, um, I was sitting in, in the dining room with some of the, just some family members. I I wasn't thinking about male or female, but there was a a football game on, um, in the living room. I like football. Like I like football like the next person. Like I I played football, you know, a little bit in high school, and child quiet is kept, according to white people. um, (laughs) I played at (laughs) A&M. But um, I was just inside talking to to my, my mom and my aunts and stuff, just not thinking about anything. And my uncle said, Man, he you in here with the women, the men out in the living room watching football. And I didn't have the, the sharpness at the time to gather him and put him in a little box and send him on his way. I was embarrassed, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know what to say to him. But I wish that opportunity would present itself now because right. I would have something to say. But, you know, so, like, this – I want to just talk about, like, representation and how – how do you feel um or do you feel that um sh- cis het men see you um today you know like do you interact with many of them um do you ever like so i guess so what is your interaction like with 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 black cis het men um I mainly keep to myself mm-hmm. in any
1: type of form or fashion but the extent that i go to is the people at work Mm -hmm. and the majority of them they are real cool with me um there's some people i just don't like because i don't like them but uh the interactions are cool i mean some of them (laughs) i may talk to them because i think they're attractive or something but you you know for the the most part you know we're we're all cool we get along well they don't uh treat me any kind of different from anybody else which is i i appreciate it i mean because at, at the end of the day we we both men and and you know i don't want you if i wanted you you would have known very that um <laughs> <laughs> so you know i mean i i don't really have any problems but i do still to this day well well yeah because even the majority of people at work that i really hang out with are the women because i just it's always just been more comfortable for me to Hang around with women, so I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that didn't really answer your question. <laughs> why, well,
0: why do you think that is though? Why do you think it's more comfortable with for you hanging out with women? Um, I think you know, it has to do with my upbringing.
1: Like, I was well, so I didn't have a like a like I said, I didn't my father wasn't in the picture, um, and my stepfather was abusive, and so I my grandmother and my aunt like when my mother was at work they were the main ones like picking me up from school taking mm-hmm. me to the mall buying mm-hmm. me clothes like i was with them all the time and so like that's where like i felt the most loved because like they were the ones you know taking care of me like besides my mother but like i went everything everywhere with them like i was with them like five days out of the week mm-hmm. and they like to this day my mother would tell you they kind of raised me like it's Crazy as Keisha is, I love her to hell, (laughs) but her, (laughs) my grandmother, they basically raised me. Like, at one point, they thought, like, Keisha would, my aunt Keisha would take me around to places and people would think that I was her son Mm -hmm. because I was with her just that much. So it's like, and my uncles didn't do that stuff for me. Like, they would, you know, I would see them and, you know, my cousins around like the summertime and all sorts of stuff. So they, like, even if they, had a problem because well quite as they did have a problem with me being around my grandmother and my aunt because they were jealous of my relationship with them and they were mad because i didn't have this relationship well their kids didn't have the relation the same relationship but you know y'all didn't come around to you know in the same capacity as you know my aunt and my grandmother did so why are you you know if if you're mad that i'm soft you should have stepped up and been like Okay, well, let me take my nephew mm. for the summer, you know. Yes. There have been some times where I, I stayed with them for, like, you know, <clears throat> like a week or something. But, like, if y'all really had an issue with it, mm-hmm. then y'all would have stayed up to, you know, stepped up to, you know, raise me a little bit more. But y'all did not because y'all knew what was going on in my house and with your sister mm-hmm. and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And y'all let this shit happen <laughs> for the most part. So y'all couldn't can't be too concerned. So, and the people that nurtured me is the people that I gravitated towards. Right. And that was my
0: mother, my right. grandmother, and my aunt. Right. You know, I I we have it's very interesting some of some of the stories that that we share, they're very similar. Um I I had a mother and father in the house the entire time. Um but I was with my mother the most. I was with her all the time. I was with her when she was around her 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 female friends. Um my father worked a lot when I was growing up, and I wasn't always around him. So um, I love I love both my parents. I might not I might not always t- be able. I, I don't I don't always feel comfortable talking to them about things. Um, I love my father and I love my mother. They've done so much for me. Um, but part of my healing and part of my my self therapy is um, is a uh, Going back to old stories and and memories that I have um, of them, there was a time when um, my father, he commented on just how soft I was. And he he blamed my, I remember this, I remember it vividly. And I'm I'm trying to be careful because I, I know that, you know, there are people who listen to my podcast, you know, I want them, I don't want, I don't ever want any story that I tell to make people see my my family differently. I just want to tell the truth about, you know, my experiences. So my father said, I wished, I wished that I would have um, taken you with me places, you know. He blamed my mother for me turning out the way that I did. Mm. And he said, you know, I should have just, I should have just taken you with me and what parents don't realize is that when you say things like that to your children they stick yeah they stick the words that you put on your children the things that you say to your children we never forget them my father is a is a is a a quiet man um I know he loves me I know he loves my family um and I don't blame him for the things that I've been through but I will say you know Like you said, if you were so concerned with how I would turn out, I mean, I was going to be gay, whether you took me to the park or not, because baby, you know. um, But if you were so concerned, you would have just you would have taken me with you. Um, But he blamed my mom for telling him no. Um, I remember my dad wanted to take me to uh, a softball game. And my mom said, no, he's going this place with me. And so my dad kind of threw up his hands and he kind of just kind of he kind of gave up, you know, Um, I mean, he still lived there in the house, you know, and I still have I have I have very fond memories um, with him. But I have very few memories of him. Um, I have fewer memories with him than I do with my mother because my mother took me everywhere. Like I I was at the beauty salon with my mom, you know, like when you saw my mom, you saw me. We were we were we were inseparable. And. My father um i think he he regretted that a lot because there were things that he wanted to teach me he taught he my, my father taught me how to taught me how to ride a bike taught me how to you know to um throw a baseball taught me how to tie my shoe taught me how to tell time you know my father taught me um how to uh bait a hook taught me how to fish you know he taught me those things um but i think that he my i think that my dad recognized at a very early age, just who I was, <laughs> and um, and I think that it scared him, and I think he may feel like he failed me as a father. And I would say that he didn't fail in that way. If if I, and my my he didn't fail, period. But I, what I could say, if we were putting out grades for things, I would say the the F would come in, um, in because he gave up. You know, he gave up on um, you know. Taking me places when my mom said no, he should have been like, "Okay, we we gonna talk about this because I'm taking my I want to take my son to this event, you right. know." Um, and so, all my life, I grew up um, being very afraid, very afraid of men in my family. Um, I will say this, and this is so controversial, but there was only one man in my family that I didn't fear, um, and that was my uncle Daryl. I never feared him. Because he made me feel special all the time. I never feared him. I, uh, my dad, it's my dad's youngest brother. Hmm. Today, I would I say that, you know, we don't, we don't really have much of a relationship, um, which is unfortunate, but he was my favorite. When I walked into a room, he, he made sure that the entire place knew who I was. He was so proud of me. My uncle would tell me how proud he was of me um and he never questioned well at least not to me he never questioned my sexuality um and i don't have that with him anymore for reasons that we'll say that for a, for a, a, a episode about uh, death and dying and funeral, black funerals, child. Because yeah. it's a whole. That's a, now that <laughs> is a, that is a we should that should have been the episode today. Because sure. um, baby, um, but he he never made me feel different. Um, almost I can almost everyone in my family. Now my father never made me feel different. But that conversation my father had with me at a young age, it it affected me. Set the tone. It definitely did. But you know I noticed how. Um, elder men in my family treated me they didn't have to call me gay they didn't have to say I was soft it was the way they treated me even to this day there's a man who when he sees me he doesn't know how to engage me he I saw him I saw him yesterday Um, um, when he sees me he doesn't know how to engage me and I, I when I was younger I always attributed that to him knowing something about me but you know what I think and I could be completely wrong. I could be reaching. I do reach often, um, but we are not preachers, reachers, <laughs> or teachers. Teach. Um, merch coming soon. Um, <laughs> but um, sometimes I think that straight men's insecure, straight men's like like their their hesitation it points to an insecurity that they that they may have. I'm not saying that everybody just out here trying to be gay. <laughs> but what I am saying is that sometimes people don't know what to think of themselves um because something about seeing you bring something out in them you right. know what i mean yeah. i'm not saying that, that i'm not saying everybody trying to you know oh my god every time i see moose i just feel gay <laughs> 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 but it, but it's but there's something there's something there so um i i don't know when i began to come into i guess this form of masculinity but i i recognize that it's it's who what i, I am a man and i have begun i have began i've begun 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 i've begun to define what masculinity looks like for me and that is very liberating it's very freeing so my next question oh, for you is have you ever um had to fight someone because they called you gay actually no mm-hmm. as
1: much as i talk about fighting <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean i fought some people but it was never because they because i've always been told them the most people ain't always been this thick hmm, but <laughs> but um i just they people never really stepped to me like that Mm -hmm. so um no people have came to me they have questioned they more so questioned when i was like in high school um you know about my sexuality but they never made it a big deal like Mm -hmm. i mean i told them no but no one was like nah you gay and you know Mm -hmm. we end up fighting it was never like that but um if i had to i would have to i I
0: would fight you but Mm -hmm. you know i think people knew better yeah i don't know (laughs) if i I don't know if I told this story. Um, so, I well, I know this was in our the the Queerish podcast episode that that child didn't make it. <laughs> oh, what a, what wasn't that a great yeah, episode? Well, that was a gem, Lord. Um, I talked about so there were three guys. Um, I don't know that it's important that I say their names because whatever. But anyway, there were three guys that I knew. When I was in the sixth grade, they were in the eighth. They were two years older than me. All three of them, um, and uh, they made they made my experience from sixth till the tenth grade hell. And I remember um, my first year in high school, walking past them. They so all the black people, all the cool black people in high school. Would stand against the wall uh, at Brazoswood High School, um, like you know, not too far from the principal's office, and that's where they stood. And every time I would walk by them, I would feel this this gripping fear that one of them would like touch me, but instead they just talked about me and laughed at me Mm -hmm. and mugged me, mugged me. I never did anything to these dudes. their names are Marshall, Milton, and Elgin. Well, hello. <laughs> and um, they, were be- they're, they are beloved by so many people. Everybody loves them. I'm not related to them, but I, I have cousins who are friends with them. I have friends who are friends with them. Um, they're family men. They have they have children. They have wives. Um, and for whatever reason, they picked me. They picked me. Um, they picked on me. And, you know you get older you I wonder because I don't because I've never I've never talked to anybody my age about, you know, how they deal with with what they went through as as children, you know, being bullied. But you know, I'll be honest, I thought that, you know, um when I when I saw them on Facebook or something like that that I wouldn't feel anything, but I don't feel the same way I felt when I was, you know, 15, 16. Yeah. But I still remember how they treated me um um i see elgin on Facebook we're friends on facebook and we're, we're kind to each other you know he's he's i think he's a vegan now so we have that connection um he comments on some of my posts and everything like that um i've actually interacted with him a few times you know after after high school um uh marshall and 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 milton um they're not my friends but and they're not, we're not friends on facebook there's another guy ronnie um he was also one of the guys he wasn't as he wasn't as mean as them because he was still like man what's up what's up what's up man mm-hmm. but but he was still along with them you know and if he never said anything he was guilty by association bitch. Um, <laughs> right. your <laughs> but but let me tell you so i have this is a funny story but i'm gonna tell you this story i don't know if i ever told you this before so um <laughs> i have i've always had an affinity for briefs underwear with 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 beautiful patterns you know fashionable patterns so i call them my silkies
1: (laughs) silkies.
0: so i was (sighs) i was 14 years old no yes i was this was right before this was the summer the summer before i was i would go into um high school no i'm lying to you it was the summer before my sophomore year so it was the summer before i would be going to the main campus because when i was a freshman we, all our classes were were in the freshman campus building the freshman campus It was called the fishbowl and so fish bowl or fish tank one of the two anyway i found these silkies at a place called king's uh flea market um, in bay city texas and it was a you could you could go to to the to kings and buy a pack of three for Uh
1: 2.99
0: and these silkies came in various patterns so you could have your leopard print silkies there was some checkerboard silkies and some other like like a deacon's church tie silkies so (laughs) so I bought these silkies and um First of all, I don't know why my mama let me buy them silkies. <laughs> but I told my cousin Ricky, shout out to Ricky, I said Ricky, I bought these silkies. And oh, um... Quit that. They were, but they were silkies. Yeah. So I bought these silkies. And uh... <laughs> they were like little one panel underwear or whatever. And I felt, as a little 14 year old boy, you couldn't tell me nothing about my silkies. They were like Speedos, right? So um... I told Ricky, Ricky, I bought these silkies, and Ricky's like, "I'm gonna buy me some too." So Ricky went and bought some silkies, and so I said, "So there was a big, there was a big pool party um, before 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 school started. Big old pool party. I oh God, I remember this so vividly. I almost want to cry because it was ridiculous. So I, um, Ricky, I said, "Ricky, what are you wearing to the pool party? You go, go some 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 swim trunks, and no, I'm wearing my silkies." I was like, I'm thinking, well, bitch, I'm wearing my silkies too. She, that's my cousin. Me and Ricky, you know, we, we me and Ricky and I were inseparable. Mm. So I was like, I'm gonna wear my silkies too. So um we were at his mom's house, she was gonna take us to the party the pool party. So he went in the bathroom and, and put on his silkies and put his wrapped his towel around him. And I went and put on my silkies and wrapped my towel around me too. So we get to the pool and um Marshall, Milton and Elgin were there at the pool and I immediately like you know as long as i had ricky i was cool because ricky was like my ace boom at that time you know and so i took my towel off and i jumped in the pool with my silkies oh, God. and ricky took his towel off and he had on swim trunks of course <laughs> Child, of course when i tell you that marshall and milton ate me up like they were like Ragging on me, y'all. I stayed in that pool the whole time. I had them bringing, I had my friends bringing hot dogs poolside because I was too scared (laughs) to get out of the pool. I had on silky
1: underwear.
0: (laughs) I got in the pool. Woo! my thing is, who was I trying to show my little, my little, my little thing thing to, you know, (laughs) in them silkies? I was, I was so embarrassed. Ricky, Ricky was like, I said, Ricky. He said, I didn't never, I ain't say I was going to wear them silkies. <laughs> but, you know, and, and so, but I just, I tell the story because, you know, it just added fuel to the fire for those boys that picked on me, you know. Um, and so I, throughout school, um, another thing happened. And this, well, I guess I'll, I'll ask you. Um, so when you were in grade school, did you have m- mostly girlfriends or guy friends? Would- um, It was a mixture of... Actually, no. In elementary,
1: I had more guy friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was some girl people that I hung around with. Some girl I, people? Yeah. What is a girl people? Girl, girl, <laughs> girls, whatever. Some girls. You know, I don't talk to them, so I don't know how to address them. No, <laughs> no but... um, Like, I had, like... Because we talked about the Friends uh, podcast episode. And, oh, my God. What what are you doing? <laughs> Quit taking pictures. Oh, my God. Why? Why? I don't want to no more. <laughs> anyway. So, um, like, we talked about those three groups of three guys that I was friends with in elementary school that we would go to, like, you know, to Dragon's Slayer and get Pokemon cards and stuff. <laughs> but, um, but... I mainly hung out with guys, and I, then I I knew that I was attracted to men. But my the majority of my friends were um were guys. But one of my homegirls, Savannah, <laughs> she often reminds me. She's like Josh, I knew you could sing back in the day because you you would be in elementary school singing Destiny's Child. <laughs> oh, yes,
0: that was. The I'm beginning. like, oh my god, don't 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 do that. That was the beginning. <laughs> that was the beginning. Yes, who knew who knew that a supreme would rise <laughs> from the, you know so y, that's 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 cra- see we are connected in such a strange way so when i was in elementary school there was these two girls Shante and Shakarman Shakarmanjah Shakarman Daniels and Shante Ford were my friends and we would sing um es- escape songs <laughs> that's how much older i am than you and it shouldn't be that way um <laughs> and so oh my gosh i can't telling telling this story so we have talent shows we had a talent show every other friday and we were gonna sing understanding by um escape gosh y'all don't even know these things about me <laughs> but um we were trying to determine figure out what we're gonna what we're gonna wear for the talent show okay so um shantae said we should wear like white shirts and uh, oh God, some and little Daisy Duke. <laughs> so, I went. What? I asked my music teacher if we could, if I could go to the bathroom to get changed into my outfit. Why? Did why you would have Daisy Duke? Why would no? I had some shorts that were too little for me. <laughs> so, oh God. I went. In the bathroom, so nobody else had outfit changes. I don't know why we had to have outfit changes. So um, I went in the bathroom and put on the white t-shirt, and I put on those little bitty shorts, and they were. I was struggling, and my knees were ashy, um, and so I just I didn't I didn't put them on. But I, just if my knees weren't ashy, I was going to go out there and give them. But you know, I, but it's funny because so we would we would sing escape all over the place, you know, in SWV songs, um, but like. I didn't know that to be a, to like, I didn't know that people saw me as effeminate, you know, I I didn't know that to be an effeminate thing. I just, I just liked to sing songs with my friends who happened to be girls and wear some two little shorts. Like I didn't, I I didn't, I didn't know that there was something that people would consider wrong with me. Um, I just knew that I liked doing what I did. You know, if they was going to wear some little Daisy Dukes. Bitch, I'm going to wear me some little Daisy Dukes, too. You know, I didn't wear them. I didn't wear those little shorts uh, at all, you know. Um, and that's a good thing, too. But I remember going, like, at the playground, singing with them, you know, singing little songs. I mean, so I dated Shikarman. uh Well, you don't date when you're when you're 12, yeah. when you're 11. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I was, I was young, I was, like, 8 or 9. So we caught ourselves going together. Where were we going? Nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere. Um, playground. But, but, yeah, so I just – I really want to, I really want to like continue to um, unpack uh, my experiences as, you know, a a queer being growing up, you know, a queer boy growing up into a queer man. Um, You know, we talked about this a a little bit. Um, I don't know if you saw, if you've seen that, 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 uh, that black woman, she's She's a former lesbian. She's a um she's a evangelist now. She has locks, beautiful locks. She's a beautiful woman. She has a she's married and has, has a kid or kids, but she speaks openly about um her her life being an ex lesbian. And I know there are so many people that um subscribe to this idea that you can change. And I think it's a dangerous thing. It is. I think it's I think I think it's very dangerous People die trying to achieve this Exactly And you know I know my mom hasn't listened to this podcast I know a lot of people haven't listened to this podcast That if they heard it They would be devastated and heartbroken Um, But Sometimes I feel like Why do I need to go Through these this, This Stefan Urkel transformation When I'm fine just the way I am and as someone who is religious I can worship God being the way I am and being exactly me now of course I'm sure some (sighs) some Bible thumping Quran reading holy roller could you know would try to spit this scripture that scripture at me or this quote this verse or that quote this verse or that but the hardest times in my life and the most painful and the and the fruitless the most fruitless times in my life have been trying to be someone that I'm not. Definitely. Um, when you go out in public, um, do you think that people can people tell that you're gay?
1: Um, these days, probably yes, because I've I've I've
0: <laughs> you wearing them tight tight jeans and stuff. I mean, everybody's wearing <laughs> tight jeans these days, but
1: there is a presents that I try to give off these days that, that that I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And that if I want to take your man, away will.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is on this day oh, that um, Joshua wants to remind you that he will take your man, bitch. And there is nothing anyway, that you can no, do about it. And he might see you at a family reunion. He might see you I ain't gonna say at church because well, he might see you at No, I shouldn't say that. Oh, you got Uh, next question. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You know what? Um I I I, I, well you answered I I asked if um if people can tell that you're gay.
1: I mean probably I mean, I have not changed my I have a mixture of masculine and feminine mannerisms. It's been the same since I was a child um both of them are probably more amplified and there are some days where i'm more masculine than i am feminine and, and vice versa depends on what i feel like sometimes it was i'm that, wearing that, drawers and sometimes i'm not oh
0: <laughs> like that time i saw you with that 30 inch brazilian wavy you and ain't up. never I, I said go ahead charge. you ain't never you that, better serve us i am not that type of girl. yeah <laughs> If you need Brazilian wavy, check out Noir Nubian. That, that's a free, that's your first free, your first your own second, second free. free. <laughs> the next one's gonna cost you. Um, but anyway, okay, um, so I, I've always walked around feeling like there was a target on my back. Um, and, 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 child, honestly, I'll be honest with you, honest with you the first time that I experienced um, an otherness, an othering, if you will, oh, okay. was from um, black people for 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 not being um the pinnacle of masculinity you know and and it it seems like people go out of their way to try to to determine what your sexuality is and that's how it was in college you know like uh, that's the first i think i said this that one episode the first person that asked me if i was gay was a black girl and my response to that now is why does it matter why does it matter i'm not sleeping with you i have like i have there are people I can tell you this because of a of a recent encounter I had with somebody that I go I went to school with. There are people who have who will never change. They because why? There's there's no there's no need for them to change. And I wonder why do you care so much what I do? Why about what I do? About who I do? How is going to affect you? It it and it doesn't. But people just feel they, they need that 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 hot pot of tea. When I was younger, people needed to know if you were gay or straight. Or whatever, whether they were sleeping with you or not, and I wasn't doing no sleeping at the time. You know, <laughs> maybe a little creeping, but I wasn't sleeping. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> I might have been laying, but I wasn't staying Or uh-uh. <laughs> <We're> playing. <laughs> oh, I was playing a little bit. Um, you know okay. what I'm saying? Um, right. But um, but I just remember that feeling, and it's crazy to think that I don't feel that way anymore. And I wish I could go talk to to like my younger self and say. Baby, when you turn, when you in your in your big age, this stuff, this <laughs> shit not gonna matter to it's you anymore. Now I will say that coming out is a is a is a reoccurring thing, um, cause like my mother doesn't know, but she knows, but she knows, and I know soon we're gonna have to have that conversation. And when we do have that conversation, I'm I'm more ready now than I was maybe even at six months ago. I'm more ready now. So, um. I feel like my father knows because so first of all because
1: i told y'all that i basically came out on facebook and he's called me twice and i have not answered his phone calls because him and his wife are on facebook and so is my brother's wife and i just feel like everybody knows which i mean that was the whole point but I, i just i'm not in the space to talk to my father right now even though he's left messages but I feel like that he knows and we're gonna have this conversation and it, i'm at an age where like first of all i'm i'm almost in my mid-30s and what you gonna do get out of my life because you was never in it <laughs> I, mean, <so laughs> I mean it is what it is
0: but go ahead no that's 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 crazy because i i think about that too i um you know i'm 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 almost 40 and I think that to lose relationship with my mother and father would be hard because I, I, especially during this pandemic, but even though it'd be difficult, I've prepared myself to live my life if, if something, sh- if my parents should, you know, decide they didn't wanna talk to me because I'm gay you know, and it wasn't until this year, it wasn't until this podcast that I started to say that because I never, I, I, I don't think in the past year, um, the past two years, if a person were to ask me, I would surely tell them. But I have never said, I've never said that before. I, I, I shouldn't give Boosie more airtime than than he deserves because he doesn't deserve any of it. But what his hatred does is it breeds more hatred. And these people online, they who support him, what it does is it, it affirms their hatred, and it and it it, it um, emboldens them Bird. to see gay people, gay men, and feel like you know I can talk to you any kind of way because you're this way, you know you're that way, and and that that really is just so y'all y'all gonna fuck around and get y'all behinds whooped because y'all y'all picking on gay men and. Y'all think it's sweet? <laughs> it's literally not sweet. Each okay, sweet. fuck what you think. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like. To, I'm not. A, I'm, I don't like to fight. I don't like to fight. You know. I, I may make fun of Josh, but Josh like, he don't like to. He don't like. He don't like to fight. What What we're saying is that we will fight sure, if we, we have to fight. We will put hands on you if we have to and put if hands I lose, on you. I'm coming back. To that's, the thing. You. <laughs> that's the thing. That's so. That's the that <laughs> say, say that Josh. You say that. So that's the thing. Here's the reason why I don't fight. The reason why I don't fight is because if I'm lose. If I lose. I'm gonna fight you again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fight you till I beat your ass. That, that's why I I do. I've told I've told Abel this. I do not believe in putting my hands on someone else because if I put my hands on you, that means that there's there's a it's a serious situation and I'm going to jail. Right. Like you know because
1: I got too much pent up in me. Like like I feel sorry for whoever they Lord. decide they want to get th- these hands because I'm telling you. I'm finna fight you with all the ancestors, pals.
0: Exactly. And if I lose that fight, I'm finding you at the Kroger's, sure. at the Walmarts. <laughs> I'm finding you at the Target's. Where you lay. <laughs> I'm finding you at the JCPenney's. Yeah. I'm finding you where you work. And, and, and we gonna finish. I'm gonna say, it ain't over till it's over. <laughs> it ain't over, it ain't I'm over not, to God I got, listen, over. <laughs> I, I can't lose this one. I just can't lose it. Um, But that's... It, I, I think a lot about how um, we are perceived, you know, and people think that queerness looks the same for all for all gay men. And it looks different. Right. Like we, and I kind
1: of blame media for that. Yeah. I mean, because they make you well, first, they only show you these weak, feminine white men. Now they just now start to put black men on TV, you know, queer men. But every time you would see, you know, a a, a gay person on TV, he's some big queen. And there's no problem with being, you know, a big queen. But that's not what we all look like.
0: Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I get yeah. Re- and representation is important because we all, you know, i um, you know shout out to the, shout out to the big queens that's on you know on TV. <laughs> but 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 you know, gay is not a one size fits all. It's simply not. And um, I was going to say, oh, I lost that thought pick it up 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 pick it up, up. oh shit it was really good um hold on hold on hold on <laughs> stay with me i'm getting old y'all i'm getting so 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 old oh shit i just lost it like that all right well i guess it didn't matter <laughs> Walk <on by>. um <laughs> I, okay, wait, hold on. I gotta find it. So, roll decks of my thoughts. We were talking about representation. We we're talking about the media. The media, bitch, the media. girl. I don't even know <laughs> the, the fucking media. <laughs> I thought I had it. I was gonna hmm. say, um, yes, there it is. I got it. <laughs> welcome, welcome back to our podcast. No, um, so ooh, I lost it? That- <laughs> Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. 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 Yes, yes, yes. So, okay. So, (laughs) we... Oh, shit. Come back, come back, child. Come back. We was was talking about... So, uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about a little about Dave Chappelle, right? Um, Telling jokes. So, about, you know, the trans community. And someone posted a meme, because let me tell you, fucking... Niggas love posting memes thinking that they've, that they've said something people really do be thinking they be eating um he posted a, a meme saying if y'all if y'all are offended by Dave Chappelle man could y'all imagine if Bernie Mac was still alive and that milk and cookies joke was around let me say this real quickly some of my favorite comedians have been the most homophobic Have been the most transphobic have been the most misogynistic have been the most toxic and problematic people on the face of the planet and most male comedians entertainers are so i love martin lawrence i love will smith i love bernie mac i loved him i loved eddie i love eddie murphy these are all men who have um in some way shape or form Adorned wigs, misrepresented women, misrepresented gay people, made gay jokes. Um, what Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac's joke, it was what it was. Um, could Bernie Mac tell that joke today? Probably not. Would he still, would he tell it? He probably would. Um, but also comparing what Bernie Mac did to Dave Chappelle as a way to try to, um uh recuse Dave Chappelle of the things that he said is is stupid it's 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 unnecessary what Dave Chappelle said was was hurt was harmful in a lot of ways and cishet black men think that there's a war against them cishet black men also think that um, they think that there are no black people in the LGBTQ community <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they always say things like man gay people have more rights than we do do you realize that there are gay and black people like we we exist we're here bitch. we're here (laughs) um you know so for those of you who don't know the Bernie you know the the milk and cookies joke it's a it's basically Bernie Mac making fun of his effeminate nephew who who wanted to get some milk and cookies in the way that he said it and so also it's you know people make fun of gay men saying you know we we hang our wrists and things like that Child, I've seen more straight older men hang their wrists, and they straight as hell. You right. know, and, uh, uh, I won't even. Okay, but <laughs> you know, but there are these, there are these, these, these stereotypes, these tropes that people think that the typical gay black man um, has adorned and, and and shows, but it's just not true. It's simply not true. But I can tell you that you know, um, what would you? So I ask you, what would you say? are some of your gay identifiers? If, we, if we're talking about, like, stereotypes, what are, what's something about you that's stereotypically gay?
1: About myself?
0: About yourself. I don't like this question. No, it's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> you will going to sit up here and laugh by me not, not having a memory. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <clears throat> I mean, I guess it would be in my lingo. <laughs> that's very gay.
0: Uh, uh <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's sitting here with a Beyonce homecoming sweatshirt on. Surely, am. so that is to let you, that is the first stereotypical <laughs> gay thing about Josh is that he's a Beyonce fan. I
1: am a Beyonce fan, and mm-hmm. I mean, and I will tell you off about Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I mean, all day long. And your raggedy ass face. <laughs> <laughs> And
0: your raggedy ass mama too. <laughs> raggedy ass mama. <laughs>
1: um. <laughs> child i don't I, I don't know i mean i i really don't know
0: i mean because i don't know so you can, I mean, so so <laughs> let me may, let me go and then maybe you can maybe you can pick up so so i'll tell you the things that are that are stereotypical and are true and i'll tell you the things that are stereotypical that are not so true so first of all when i came to college um i was already othered and different because of the way i dressed you know I wore that was back when the when the Jamaican uh, red gold and green uh, sweatbands were the thing and I would mm. match all my colors um I wore Bob Marley t-shirts and you might say that's not that's not gay but I was, it was just different looking you know right. so but the fact that I was other already made people think mm, he might be gay I wore headbands with my so I used to wear, have a big afro and I used to push my hair back with it with a headband that's stereotypically gay to some people oh, I um can see that. so as I got older um, um I started wearing. Um, I start stretching my ears, you know, start wearing plugs in my ears. That's 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 a flag to some people, because typically, typically, I, in, in air quotes, black men don't do things like that. You know, black men don't shop at Hot Topic. You know what right. I'm saying? Black men don't wear chain wallets like that. So I was already othered. You know, um, some of the stereotypical gay things about me is, yes, I'm a Beyonce fan. I I would venture to say that there is so there are there's a pantheon of of beyonce fans and and even in that pantheon there are tiers to that if you let's say there are four tiers if you will i'd say i'd find myself on that first or second tier because i'm I'm not going to be othered i'm I'm, I'm not going to just be you're not going to outdo me with (laughs) beyonce facts i have found that you know there are times when i don't know things and I, i'll pretend like i know them you heard that song I'm like yeah i think i know that song you know but so that's one of the stereotypical things about me i am a super beyonce fan Same. i'm trying to um in the book of crystal trying to not argue with people who say things about beyonce i just can't help myself um <laughs> because you because you're not gonna out you're not gonna out talk me right um so what's another thing um I like accessories I love accessories mm-hmm. that's a stereotypical gay thing men who wear a lot of uh, beads and bangles and bracelets and stuff
1: Child, but a lot of things that are stereotypically stereotypically gay. Yeah, out. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, it's very it's straight people do it. Like
1: the they, boys now, oh, okay, they, call, they, they fin- call it
0: metrosexual. Right, now. it's a little or punk or, or, uh, Chow, or emo. Child, I, I wish I could. I wish I had some so I could tuck my hair. Soon I'll be able to fling that shit. Chow, but you got every straight boy now, quote unquote straight. Air uh,
1: they got their fingers painted they and do. everything like and that it's just the thing to do and like ain't nobody questioning them because like gender bending right
0: it's but really the bending.
1: gay boys been doing this forever and y'all mm-hmm. had problems with it now but they now did. they did <laughs> Child, but child. Now the
0: straight niggas is doing it. You yes. know it's fashionable. It's using our lingo, our but lingo the, ch- That's the conversation. No, let's another get conversation, it. Done. conversation. <laughs> child, shade. It's crazy how it's crazy how it's crazy how shade has taken off. Shade and tea. Child, Sh-
1: it, these things have been around for decades, and y'all are just now catching
0: up. Um, watch Paris is Burning for free. Don't d- don't pay for it. Watch it for free because apparently the people. You know, rest in peace to those who, who passed on, but the people didn't get their money. But it's a it's a I have to say this. It's a great documentary um, to educate yourself on the ballroom scene um, in in gay, gay culture, families. gay families in in the, the late 80s, early 90s. You can learn so much about. These these words that you're using and don't and don't know where they come from because and shade misusing misusing because a lot of y'all don't know what, what what shade is or reading no you don't you know what I'm saying and 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 you've been saying that it's all in like social media it's in, so, it's in songs
1: songs yeah and straight because they're saying mm-hmm. it and not no
0: no they know where they yeah. came from I yeah. believe they do. The shade is that a lot of y'all are ride, been riding our dicks for a long time. Now that's shade. Well, <laughs> well. Um, but I don't have to tell you that you're ugly because you know that you're <laughs> ugly. It's it's crazy that you can't you can't recognize beautiful things um, without them being labeled gay. You know, or you being labeled soft or effeminate um, because society has told us that pink is for girls and blue is for boys. You Java know, but pink is was actually a color for boys and
1: how it became a color for boys was hitler mm, teach us <laughs> let me teach you something teach us hitler <laughs> uh, was grouping the the gay people back in the concentration camps and giving them pink triangles mm. and so that's how pink got labeled for gays but it like in back in the day like boys like little kids they wore pink boys wore pink it didn't become a gay thing until hitler started labeling and associating gay men with the pink triangle and that's how he set them apart from
0: everybody else. You better talk to us. You better teach us. I thought you said you were no teacher Child. or preacher or preacher. I will be today. You taught us some things. Ladies and gentlemen, it's it's crazy, you know. Shout out to y'all who be doing gender re- Ugh, gender reveals send me Child. send me you gotta up be a wall. A real extra these days. I I I I see them all the time and I also see people when they don't get the gender they want, they act out they i've seen i've seen a father upset because the balloon popped and it was pink powder that came out right. and it's like who's to say that 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 what that what's in that lady's uh belly might <laughs> end up liking blue you know right. like like <laughs> you know and I, shout out to y'all who haven't gender River parts please understand why we say that these things are just i'm not I'm not. I'm not going to say I find them problematic. What I will say is that y'all set expectations for your children, not knowing who they're going to be. Uh, you know, later on in life. Yeah, because you just you just never know. I'm sure that my mother had certain expectations of me. I'm sure she still does. Yeah. I'm sure she expects expects me to marry a woman and, and have all these these children and. <laughs> um shout out to her um my God. but you know and I love my mom I just I just those expectations are what made me a lot of times what what caused me to be depressed because um, she didn't make me depressed but I was depressed because I knew that I um, I wasn't going to be able to give her those things you know um, and so who I am is um, is bolder these days so I went to a funeral and um the uh, decedent's son one of his sons um you know how when people die and they're survived by people it'll say um the person in in the parentheses they'll be their spouse mm-hmm. child at this wedding it was a f- the, I mean the funeral the first time I ever saw um one of the decedent's sons Was married to a man, and it had his his husband in parentheses. When I tell you, I was like, "Yes, God!" In that church, I was like, "What?" Because the town where I come from, where I come from, is cornbread and chicken. Uh, You know that song? I don't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But where I come from, we don't we don't talk we don't if you if you quote unquote a little funny, we don't talk about the kind of stuff. But when I tell you, not only was his man's name right there beside his in parentheses his man was sitting beside him on that pew mm. his man walked out with him at that funicus, you know, <laughs> at that fume and i couldn't help for the life of me to just say yes because i've never seen it before and i'll probably never see that again you know um where i'm sh- this 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 father who passed away him and his wife they they loved their son and they loved their son's husband. And I just thought that was so fucking beautiful. And I was like, man, I know we're supposed to be here celebrating life, but I'm celebrating this. Not only am I celebrating this man's life because of who he was in my community, I'm celebrating that he loved his son. Right. Um, um, was child and his, his sons because, um, you know, both of them. But, <laughs> um, but his son his, and his husband were both represented, you know, in, in that obituary. And I just thought that was so dope. Um um it 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 just kind of blew my mind and and i know people i know people i know much i know the church they're probably gonna like girl you see this i can't really put it i can't really put that thing in there you know and it's like if the parents don't have a problem with it don't leave it alone it's not your business it's you know what i'm saying business. and so we're <laughs> about the
1: wrong thing
0: yeah so <sighs> what i know we talked in the last episode we talked in the last queerish episode um, which I'm sure Queerish will probably We'll, we'll, have, we'll probably do Queerish um, Dot 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 and talk about what we're Talking about like but um, What would you say Not to your, to your young self What would you say to a younger Person not, maybe not even to any person That wants to be Authentically them But is afraid of What other people will think or afraid Of, of how they come off or who Is hiding Who they are For fear that people will not accept them. What will you say to them? Fuck them niggas, first
1: of all. Because no matter what you're doing, somebody always is going to be unhappy with what you're doing and how you're living your life. they always going to have some kind of critique critique, and some kind of judgment. And they ain't going to like what you're doing. So it's either you be yourself and love what you're doing and say fuck the haters or you live your life for somebody else. And trust me, I've done it. And you don't want to live your whole life doing it i'm trying to tell you as an elder because i'm I'm old Mm. (laughs) and you know i just need you to know that it it, your life is worth living for you Mm -hmm. and ain't can't nobody live your life for you but you that's right and you know you are going to regret the time that you have spent trying to make other people accept you and make yourself palatable for mm-hmm. other people. Mm. Pal- come on, palatable. <laughs> come right. on, palatable. So, um, you know, it's, you know, I just, I wish somebody would have told me that in my younger years. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you spend so much time worrying about what other people thinking about you. And, you know, and you live in your life for these people. And it just, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Because when you die and you don't get to do the things you do, you're going to mm-hmm. be like, when you live in your last days, you're going to be upset that you spent all this time not being who you truly want to be
0: yeah no that's true um i think i would say to anyone who is um struggling to come to terms with who they are who you are as a queer person specifically a queer black male um i would say uh be patient with yourself um give yourself um time Give yourself consideration. What I mean by that is, um, consider how dope you are. Consider all the things that that you that that you bring to this world, and um, you you might feel like you have to hide, but don't see it as hiding. See it as you getting to know yourself, um, because I I stayed in the deepest parts of the closet. Uh, because I was afraid of losing people. But if I would have not seen it as a closet, but seen it as my space, and I'm inviting people into my space on my own time, I would have done better. And so what I'm doing right now is, and I said, I mentioned earlier coming out, what I'm doing is I'm inviting people in. Because I've always been me. I've always been this way. I may not have always been as expressive as this. And I know there are family members who are, Going to be and who are probably deeply disappointed, but they're deeply disappointed in what God has created, and they're and, and that's what I believe. And and fuck that's what you word. believe, but they're deeply disappointed in in who I was always supposed to be because they don't know God's plan for my life, but they think they do based on their limited understanding of what God can do and who God is, based on what they've heard from a few Sundays that they actually tried to listen to a pastor who probably doesn't always know what he's talking about in the first place. And that oh is that on that. Um so yes. I would also say to you, um if you don't if you can't love yourself, ask yourself what is getting in the way? What is getting in the way of you loving yourself? Because a lot, I realized that a lot of the a lot of, a lot of the decisions I made um, were because there were things that, there were things in in the way of me loving myself. Um, there was a lot of self doubt, and that self doubt was brought on by you know things that people would say to me. So what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to work on not making myself the victim um, of people, but the victim of you know, the things that people say to me because no one has power over me. Um, sometimes, sometimes words hurt and sometimes words will cause you to, uh, uh, to, to, they'll, they'll, they'll put, they'll put a block, a st- like a stumbling block in your way. But that doesn't mean that you don't, you can't get up. A stumbling block is just a stumbling block. It's, it's not, it's not a cinder block. Okay. Yes. It's not a cinder block that's attached to you, to your feet. It's something that's in your way. And you can either, you can either knock it down or you can walk around it so before we wrap up i want to ask y'all a question yes. <laughs> you, no um if you were in a room no i'm gonna ask you this question no, first sure josh if you were in a room with four walls a ceiling and a floor and no visible exits how would you not your mama not your dad, not your sister, not your brother, not your cousin Not your auntie, your uncle, your step cousin, play cousin oh, okay. How would you Get out of the room? I'm going to say it again If you were in a room With four walls A ceiling and a floor With no visible exits How would you Josh Get out?
1: First of all, where the fuck did you get this question from?
0: I made this question up <laughs> When I was 17 years old and I've been asking people since. So this, this let me tell you, this was the question I used to ask little niggas when I was, you know, I'd be like, how would you get out of this room, you know? But <laughs> That's but, a
1: strange question to be asking little boys. They were not little boys.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, they were of age. If you was a little boy, a little okay. boy. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, well, in my scientific brain. <laughs> hmm, come on,
0: scientific. Medulla oligalis?
1: <laughs> um... You know, not knowing what's on the outside of these four walls, ceilings, and floor, your best bet hmm. is to find a way up and out because that would probably be where the most air is. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's where you would find the light. Huh? The light? What light? What light? <laughs> the beautiful light. Oh,
0: walk in. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: So um, I, I mean I don't know how I would do that because I'm not um, you know but yeah that that would be okay. the direction I would try to go is up and out. It
0: says a lot about you. So I was six I was sixteen or seventeen when I when I wrote this question, and the room represents um, adversity. It represents um, uh, um, a problem or an obstacle, um, and you said you would go up. Because that's where the air is, and I like. I think that's, that that's that says a lot about you. Um, you've always been a, an adaptable person. Like you've always you've always adapted to whatever environment that you're in. You've always found a way to. Um, you've always figured out, found an escape hatch, you know. Um, uh, if, you know uh, to yeah, I don't know how. So yeah, right, right. Because I mean, how did how did you get? I mean, yeah, yeah. You're right. You don't know how. Because I mean, bitch, is there a ladder in there? How did you get up there? <laughs> you know. But so I'm gonna tell me you angry. what I when when my ex girlfriend asked me when she turned that same question on me, I said, and my my, my, my answer is different now. But at the time, when I was 16, I said I would kick and scream until somebody came and got <laughs> which, which, which which was very telling of me at that age. Um, but I think what I would say now is, uh, who said I wanted to come out of the room? I have everything I need in, in that room. Mm, yeah, I have everything robo. I need in that room. <laughs> yeah, RoboCop. RoboCop. <laughs> Uh, um, medulla olive garden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to say that. I was waiting to say it. Madula olive garden. Um, but, but Woo. I have, I, I, the way I see my 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 troubles now is, I have everything I need close to me. So whatever else else is going on in that fucking room. Um, it's not going to affect me because I have what I need. Oh, that's so, good. Um, but see, I saw this this box. When you say a box or a room, and that's your and that's your box. What, right, so, right, right. This is my ex,
1: my explanation. So I saw it as like I'm in some room and it's just pitch black and mm-hmm. I'm trying to escape. Yeah. So you know my best bet is is to free myself. You know and you know because you go when, ahead and free bye. yourself.
0: <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Yeah. But,
1: you know, I feel like it's a place that I need to escape. And so if this is representing, you know, adversity or this, this, this proverbial closet, hmm. um, you know, on the outside of this box is my true self and, and, and sharing that with other people. So, you know, and you got to go up. Hmm. You got to go
0: higher. Honda <laughs> Honda cord. <laughs> oh man I I love that well that is <laughs> yes. I I I hope that you all enjoyed uh, this episode and I hope that I, I like what we do and I hope that people will begin to see that we're just two um, regular ass niggas um, right. who you know I like that we're being ourselves, you know, the the first episode that we did, you know, I was unsure of myself because I was cussing, you know, um, <laughs> which, you know, I've been I've been cussing like this forever, you know, right. like, but but people see me as this. They see me one way. And so sometimes I get nervous that they're going to see me and th- they're going to see something that see someone that they don't know and that happens a lot people will see my stuff on social media and they realize that oh I didn't know Musa and what I realized that that's not my problem (laughs) Um, but but I'm but I I'm working on that that's something I'm working on so Um, anyway y'all we are so fortunate to have y'all listening to us every week and if you like what you hear there will be an opportunity for you to Help us keep this podcast going because it costs money. It does, child. And um, we want to keep this thing going. We want to keep bringing you quality content and things of this nature. And extra content. Yes. With, um, with video aspects. We will surely be um, posting YouTube videos so that you can see us engaging with each other and, and laugh with us. And maybe some YouTube live videos. Uh, maybe some there will be some Patreon things. There will be merch coming. There's a lot of things that we want to do and we're... Continuing to realize as we, um, you know, venture down, you know, the the waters of this podcast, uh, realm, if you will, you might not, but maybe you will. Um, so if you want to know more about us, if you want more advice, again, I must preface this by saying we are not teachers, preachers, or reachers, just two <laughs> regular ass creatures. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, mm. but if you want our advice, if you have some questions, please, please, please submit unto us uh uh-huh, your questions to us at chowpodcast at gmail.com. That's chow with four, four eyes, eyes, girl. And um, we want to hear from you. Follow us on all social media accounts at chowpodcast on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Oh, And while we're on this, I put this on Instagram,
1: but I have been notified that some of y'all have not been getting updated (laughs) (laughs) on Apple podcast when we upload a new episode and we thought it was something to do with your phone, but it's actually something to do with Apple. So we do try to upload every week. So if you do not see a new episode on a Wednesday, then we suggest that you go to Spotify
0: Mm. Which it's just, I think it's just child. It's just child. Yeah. If you, if you search, if you search, if you search child in Spotify with four eyes, um, we'll pop up. Um, it's there. It, it is definitely there. We are, I am proud of us for, like, we, we really have started this thing off right. right. Um, <laughs> only want to make things right. That's R O. I g h t. Thanks, Monica. Yes. With um, the white sandals. <laughs> white sandals. Askew. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but we do we do love and appreciate you all, um, and we want to continue to bring you. Uh, you know. Good quality content and if there are topics you want us to, to discuss if there are questions you have don't forget just send your send your questions y'all we we, we ask y'all week after week and y'all think it's a joke uh, but, but we, we really do love and appreciate y'all and yeah That's it for this week's episode, and we will see y'all next week. Uh, week. Make sure you um, are wearing your mask, social distancing, washing your hands. And your ass. And your hips. And your dips. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't let your backbone slip, child. All right. We out (laughs) of here. Bye.
1: Bye.